Michael, <laughs> Jeff, David, Zach, and Andrew. I'm Cootie saying good night and go blue this weekend. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you, babe That means I have half a mind To stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. Today I have a guest bringing us up to date on one of the best things about Washtenaw County, which is Food Gatherers, the food rescue operation, Mary Schlitt. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. So tell me what you do at Food Gatherers, first of all. I'm the uh, Director of Development and Marketing for Food Gatherers. Okay. And you got some very good news from the uh, Ann Arbor City Council earlier this week. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they approved our expansion for our warehouse. Um, Currently, Food Gathers Warehouse is about 16,000 square feet, and the addition will be about 12,000 square feet. So we're very excited. This expansion will allow us to provide more food, more healthy food, um, because there's a lot of refrigerated cold space and freezer space. So that gets right to what Food Gatherers does, actually. How do you actually rescue food? Do you, do you wear a big cape and <laughs> actually, and with a carrot as a, an insignia, and, or how does it work? Actually? I like that. We like to think of ourselves as uh, superheroes um, when it comes to food. So Food Gatherers is a food rescue program and food bank uh, for Washtenaw County, and we rescue food from over 300 food sources in the county and distribute it to a network of 150 nonprofit programs serving hungry people. And those programs are places that you probably know really well, like Catholic Social Services, Don Farms, Ozone House, Faith in Action. Places that uh, process a lot of food, I guess, for guests and people like that? Yeah, people in need. So they're serving individuals in our community um, who are food insecure, meaning they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. And right now in Washtenaw County, one in seven adults and one in six children struggle with hunger. That's a lot of people. I don't know if people realize one in six or seven people that you see yeah. could fall into that category. Yeah, absolutely. And this past year, Food Gatherers has distributed over five and a half million pounds of food. And the total capacity that we can go in our current building is six million. So we're getting really close. That's oh, why boy. we really need to expand now. So you're actually, I remember numbers like three million before. So it's uh, you're distributing more food? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, to meet the need. And we're distributing more healthy food. Um, we found doing looking at research and who we were serving that less than 13% of the people we are serving were having access to fresh fruits and vegetables. And we found that about three years ago. And we've been working to make sure that at least 50% of the food that we distribute is either fresh produce or protein. And that includes dairy. So you have had to or maybe you've, well, you've needed to distribute more packaged foods before? 
Yes. And we just realized that we really want to invest in people's health and fresh produce matters. Um, And so that fresh produce needs to be kept cold. Um, And right now we have to do what we call pallet bingo, which means we move food in to the freezer or the cooler, and then we have to move it back out so we can move more food in. And it really, uh, in terms of keeping our efficiencies low and also keeping the food lasting longer, we just need more cold and freezer space to accommodate all the food we're distributing now. And when you take 16,000 square feet and add 12,000, you're saying? Yes. That's, that's been approved? Yes. That's a lot of room for freezer space and refrigerate, refrigerator space as well? Yeah. Right now, we only can accommodate 32 pallets of food in our freezer and refrigerator, and the addition will allow us to do 264 pallets. Wow. That's a big jump. Yeah, it is. And we need it. Uh, any day that you walk into Food Gathers Warehouse, you'll see um, pallets and pallets of you know, mostly root vegetables, squash, things that can stay out there. But if they were cold, they'd last longer. And we mm. really want them to last long as, as long as they can. Yeah. Now, uh, about your location, it is just off of Duvarin Road, right? Mm-hmm. Which is... Duvarn is around the corner from Pontiac Trail? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And you can't miss it. Our building has giant carrots out in front of it. That's that. Not too many buildings in Ann Arbor, or really anywhere, has... <laughs> how many giant carrots are there in the front entrance? There's six giant carrots, and then there's um, laughing carrots on most of our door handles in the building. <laughs> okay. We love carrots at Food Gathers. And you have carrot on your truck... Carrots, pretty much carrot is a regular theme. Yeah, carrots are mascot. It's also part of our logo, and we like it because it's healthy first. Um, It's orange, and we just love the color orange. Mm -hmm. Um, But carrots have deep roots in the soil, and we like to think that Food Gathers has deep roots in our community. And it's also a place that you've created your own address for. Yeah, One Carrot Way. Right. So is that the only residence or the only building, I should say, on Carrot Way right now? Um, no, we share the space with Avalon Housing, and that's Carrotway Apartments. Um, that's low-income, um, affordable housing. So basically something that began in 1988, 1998? 1988. 1988, as the food gatherers, Zingerman started it? Yeah, and we were in Zingerman's Deli, upstairs of the deli, which I just can't even imagine what that was like. Um, in the first year of operation, we did 2,000 pounds of food, and now we're doing over 5 million. So. <laughs> so let's see, upstairs at Zingerman's Deli, that's where people sit right now, right? Yeah, I think those offices. Those, oh yeah, little tables and chairs and yeah, kind of a nice intimate spot to eat, but intimate space to do business is a little a little bit different uh, phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> and we just had one van back then too. So we have five trucks on the road now 7 days a week. So how are things going in terms of feeding people? How are people's needs? It- well, I mean it's always a it's a moving target and the between 2006 and 2009, we saw a 138% increase in the number of people we were serving. Um, and that kind of makes sense with the economy um, doing what it did in 2008. And we've just seen the need maintaining at that level. So it hasn't gone down. And we're finding that we're having to purchase more food to invest more in the infrastructure of our partner network programs um, so they can keep their food pantries um, funded and operating and make sure they keep the lights on for those programs. So how is your warehouse structured? I guess that might be take a, a long time to put into uh, just five words or so. but uh... <laughs> It's basically office space um, in the front, mostly racking warehouse space, and then um, coolers and freezers. The addition is mostly cooler and freezer space with some office and some uh, warehouse. So you have a pretty tall warehouse. I mean, I suppose 
it's vaguely related to a Costco-like physical structure. Does that make any sense? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, there's racking like you would see at Costco, and everything's on pallets like at Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a very tall structure, um, and we'll be expanding behind um, the facility and also extending into the front. Um, the addition will allow us to take more semi-loads of fruit food, which will be great because we'll be get. We'll be able to have a better mix of inventory if we can take truckloads of produce um, from donors. Okay. Well, now, if you just tuned in, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm talking to Mary Schlitt from Food Gatherers. And the Ann Arbor City Council on Monday, I believe it was, mm-hmm. approved uh, food gatherers expanding their facilities from about 16,000 to about 28,000. Yeah. Right? So... Are you sitting down and figure out what other kinds of food you can gather more of and how you're going to do that? Is that the kind of thing you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've been adding on more food rescue partners, which is really important. Um, We just recently added on Costco. They're new in town. Oh, okay. Um, So we're picking up from them, I believe, seven days a week now. Um, And, of course, our old partners at... Uh, Whole Foods and Kroger, we're always working on ways that we can get more food from them through our food rescue program. We're also growing. So if you come out to Food Gathers on One Carrot Way, you'll see our gathering farm right out there. Um, We've been doing about 18,000 to 20,000 pounds of produce that we've been harvesting from our garden. So kind of uh, rescuing it from your own garden. Yeah, we are. And it's really fresh and local. I mean, we pick it and we take it in and it goes right out and gets into the hands of people who need it. Um, We're investing in just a lot of growing initiatives. We work with uh, faith-based organizations uh, where they plant gardens on their lawns. Uh, They dig up those lawns so they don't have to mow them anymore. Mm, And they plant gardens and they uh, donate at least half of their yield to food gatherers. Uh, We're also purchasing more food. Um, We're investing in this 100%. You know, we're purchasing more protein items and more produce. Okay. Well, we're going to listen to a little bit of a tune right here. This is uh, the Isley Brothers and Harvest for the World, which I think is very appropriate. And uh, Ronald Isley can pretty much sing the phone book, but this is not the phone book, but we're going to give a listen to that. So this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
Thank you, Isley Brothers, Harvest for the World. This is WCBN, and I'm here with uh, my Mike, first of all. By the way, I should introduce myself. That's rude of me not to, but I'm Mike, and I'm here with Mary Schlitt of Food Gatherers. And Hi, Mike. Hi there. We're talking about the fact that the Food Gatherers folks have received approval from the Ann Arbor City Council to expand their storage facilities from 16,000 square feet to 28,000, which, right. mm-hmm. which is quite, quite good for storing all kinds of food and for people to do their work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, most of the work is actually done at Food Gathers by volunteers. This last year we had nearly 6,000 volunteers, different volunteers volunteer at Food Gathers. And um, we need more, and we need more to um, come in. We have family and group volunteer opportunities. And now with this new expanded warehouse, we'll have a space dedicated purely for volunteer work. Um, currently, they're working in the aisles where there's moving parts and pieces mm-hmm. and equipment. and Fork, um, Forklifts. Forklifts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rolling carts, mostly rolling bread racks, um, okay. which are tall and hard to see over. Um, but we feel like this uh, addition, uh, allowing volunteers to work in their own space, will just improve efficiencies and make for a safer warehouse. Very good. So all of those things, being able to store more meats and fruits and vegetables and more perishable food and giving people a chance to move it around. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing Food Gatherers does if you like what you're hearing about food gatherers, you, you're you in need of volunteers, aren't you? Yeah, we really need volunteers. We have an urgent need for volunteers during the week for the role of food runner. This is one of my favorite jobs. So you go around and you ride in the truck uh, with one of our uh, staff people and pick up and drop off the food. You're picking it up from grocery stores and delivering it to agencies. Uh, Monday through Friday must be 18 years of older and um, ready to feel the burn and fight hunger. Okay. Um, So go ahead. Oh, and we also have uh, work that can be done at our warehouse, Uh, weekday mornings, afternoons. uh, Those individuals can be 14 years or older. So maybe if you have a teenager at home, they want to get involved. Or if you're eight years old and older, they can come with a parent. So, um, and if they want to find out more about volunteering, they can visit us at foodgathers.org or email us at volunteer at foodgathers.org. Okay, so foodgatherers.org for the website. Email volunteer at foodgatherers.org. Yeah. Now, what, speaking of Zingerman's, which started out Food Gatherers, Zingerman's is also pretty active in Food Gatherers still. Yeah, absolutely. And they have an annual Vampire's Ball, which is appropriate to this time of year, uh, which is a benefit for Food Gatherers, and you can find out about that at Zingerman's website. And is there a link also at the... Uh, Food yeah, gather? it's on Food Gather's website as well. And this is my very, very favorite event. People get dressed up, um, and we have uh, the violin monster who's local come and play some Help. tunes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have uh, authors come in and read kind of some spooky-related uh, stories. And then we have an amazing meal. Of course, it's at Zingerman's Roadhouse. Um, it's going to be a great meal and a great time. And it's called the Rico Lacas Ball, if I pronounce that correctly. I think so, yeah. Okay. It's a, and a Greek theme uh, with readings by an author, a book titled The Green Shore. I believe her name is Natalie Bacopoulos, and I hope that I pronounced that correctly. Yes. But there will be dinner, a goodie bag, drink tickets, uh, prizes for the best costumes, tarot card readings, I don't know if there's a surprise for the best tarot card reading, but there probably will be tarot card readings. (laughs) And carved pumpkins, of course. 
naturally. And you can find out about that at foodgatherers.org or at Zingerman's website. That is Wednesday, October 24th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. And that's a benefit for food gatherers at the Zingerman's Roadhouse. Well, Mary, is there anything else you'd like to add? Nope. Thank you for having us. And um, if you want to find out more about our Food Gatherers expansion or want to contribute in any way, um, we're halfway to our goal for the building campaign, um, you can call us at 734-761-2796. one more time. 761-2796. Well, thank you very much, Mary, for thank coming you. by WCBN. And uh, foodgatherers.org for more information on what we've been talking about. Now, I want to uh, cover a few more things, bananas being one of those things. That's a, that's a fine food. It's somewhat like a carrot, only a different color. But it's kind of a carrot of a different color. What am I saying? But let's start out with some advice from Cab Calloway on what I might be about to talk about. Have a banana. Try the salami, Tommy Give it the gravy, Davy Everybody eats when they come to my house Try a tomato plate too Here's cacciatore, Dory Taste the bologna, Tony Everybody eats when they come to my house I fix your favorite dishes Hoping this good food fills ya Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone You better eat if it kills you Pass me a pancake, mandrake Have an undervy, ervy Look in the fendel, mendel Everybody eats when they come to my house Hannah, Davey, Tommy, Dora, mandrake when they come to my house Pasta fazula, Tolula Oh, do have a bagel, bagel Now don't be so bashful, Nashville Everybody eats when they come to my house Hey, this is a party, Marty There, you get the cherry, Jerry Now look, don't be so picky, Mickey Cause everybody eats when they come to my house All of my friends are welcome don't make me coax you, mooch you. Eat the tables, the chairs, the napkins, who cares? You gotta eat if it chokes you. Oh, do have a knish, nisha. Pass him the latke, matke. Chili con carne for Bonnie. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Face, buster, share, chops, fump. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Everybody eats when they come to my house. 
that's the way to end a record right there. That is Cab Calloway. Everybody eats when they come to my house and listen to this show here. That's how it works. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm still Mike. Arbolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. I want to talk about going to Art Prize in Grand Rapids because I want to share my life with you. It's food and it's culture, and Art Prize in Grand Rapids is the world's largest art competition, and the deadline for the public to vote on their favorite piece of art is just before midnight tonight, so I have to get cracking on that. There was already a previous vote to narrow 1,517 entries down to a top 10, art and not art, tiny and huge, paintings, metal sculpture, wood, mixed media, everything. It's sprawled out all over downtown Grand Rapids and museums and cafes and hotels and music clubs and street corners and plazas. And there's one piece in the Grand River. And Art Prize officially ends this Sunday, so you can still walk around and look at it. I hear tell some pieces will still be up after that, too. And just a quick snapshot of, well, if you were looking for dragons, for instance, you could see a nine-foot-tall dragon by the name of Norm. Norm is made of recycled metal and sits on a street corner. Lots of kids taking pictures and not allowed to climb on it, but they are allowed to touch it. Some art you can't touch, that one you can touch. There's another dragon called The Dragon, simply The Dragon, which is actually made up of over 40,000 golden buttons that are suspended from the ceiling on fluorocarbon lines, and those 40,000 buttons somehow assume the shape of a dragon. That took a lot of work. So... Art Prize, and while Art Prize is happening, you get all kinds of crazy people at Art Prize, just like you do, coincidentally enough, would you believe, at something like, I don't know, the Ann Arbor Art Fair? Yes, indeed. Well, there's a fellow by the name of Mr. Bobo, possibly not his original name, but he describes himself as the number one blues chimpanzee, and I wouldn't doubt him, and I wouldn't know how to compare him to other blues chimpanzees, but... Just for the heck of it, I recorded a little sound of him singing a little crazy song to the people passing by.
Yep, that's uh, your average guy wearing a chimp mask in the middle of the street in Grand Rapids, playing tunes and playing a little slide guitar during Art Prize. You can look at Art Prize art, by the way, at artprize.org slash entries. You want to read the fine print because some of it is much bigger than you think. A quick mention now, I talked to Sally Volkman about a documentary she funded through Kickstarter, exploring the connections between Africa and Scotland through textiles, specifically the role of Anchor Thread, which originates from Scotland's oldest thread manufacturer and is found in Nigerian embroidered robes. She's doing a documentary called Afro Kilt, The Thread That Binds. She has a gallery show on her efforts at the Duderstadt Gallery on North Campus this week. The gallery is open tomorrow from noon to 6 p.m., and there will be a closing reception this Saturday from 6 to 10 p.m. So I've been Mike for a while. Thank you for being you for a long time. And coming up, Arwolf will help us to face the music. But I think we've had another request for Cab Calloway. Just so happens to be another request for a song about food. The coincidences are piling up fast and furious here. A chicken ain't nothing but a bird, but it isn't a chimp. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you for listening, and don't stop doing that. Talking about chicken. Chicken's a popular word, but anywhere you go, you're bound to find a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Some people call it a fowl, that's the story I heard. But let them call it this and let them call it that, a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. a dish for old Caesar, also King Henry III. But Columbus was smart, said you can't fool me, a chicken ain't nothing but a bird.
Callaway and his orchestra. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz in length and width and depth. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement broadcasting from the University of Michigan. It's student-run, experimental, experiential radio with lots of community involvement. We are the University of Michigan's, I know I say this all the time, but it's the truth. That's why I keep saying it. We're the University of Michigan's longest continuously operating alternative education program. This is community outreach uh, with a bullet. I shouldn't bring ballistics in here. This is Face the Music. We get the vintage recordings in here every week and try and help you out. I was just commenting to a brother out in the parking lot a few minutes ago. Uh, it's Thursday night, better than Wednesday, and it's beating the hell out of Monday, wouldn't you say? My goodness. Let's begin in 1928 with a German tango orchestra, and we'll get some, some verifiable jazz in here. Everything I'm running tonight on this show was drawn from selections that I put together for a silent Japanese film screening, part of the silent Ozu Festival being put on at the Natural Sciences Auditorium every Friday all the way through early November. It's the Center for Japanese Studies here at the University of Michigan, and we're very proud of what, uh, what those people are doing for us with the culture. So let's get the German band in here, and let's just pretend that this is the beginning of an old movie. You're watching the opening credits. Thank you. 